I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. The following audio is from Chris speaking with the EO New Zealand chapter. And in part two of this webinar, he's really focusing on how to get your business out of your brain, specifically documenting your people's roles and responsibilities. He talks about SOPs and then ends out the conversation with a listener Q&A. So we're going to talk a little bit about people. And people in your business can be background information, contact info. There's so many elements to people, but the main thing I want to focus on is the roles and responsibilities. Who does what in our businesses? That is such a key thing. It's what we put in our job descriptions. It's what we measure people's performance on. So who does what means a lot in our companies. Let me show you a quick video here. We're about to be background dancers for Montel. <laughs> and how did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> you know how it happened. <laughs> Montel, train you all. Go All right, so actually how it happened. We had this idea that Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It would be the perfect song for Trainual because we help business owners tell their teams, this is how we do it. But then we talked to Montel and thought, what if we make a remix? I got my playbook talked to the rip. People doubting me, but just wait and see. Then we asked ourselves, who's one of the- All right, so I'll stop there. You've probably heard the 90s worldwide hit, This Is How We Do It. You know, this is how we do it. So anyway, Montel Jordan had this hit. We play this all the time in the office at Trainual. So we thought, let's make a song with him. We recorded this music video. And as we're sitting there, one of the camera operators suggested that me and my brother be background dancers and go on stage. And so I asked Montel, Montel, uh, what do I do? What should I do? And he looked at me. He's six foot eight. So he like, he looked down at me and he said, whatever you do, don't do what I do. And so what he meant, of course, is that he is the performer. He is the front of the stage. He's a dancer. He's got the moves. He's, you know, turning his hat, bouncing around. And I would have looked stupid doing that, honestly. So what he's saying is just be in the background, do everything except what I do. And so think about in your companies, there is something you do that's front of stage that you do better than anyone else. And that's what you should do in the business. Everything else is background dancing. So as you think about your own role in the company and your own responsibilities, I'd encourage you to think through what are the things you want to get off your plate? What are the background dancing things that you do? So here's a simple spreadsheet I've used in the past where I write down all of my responsibilities and then I start to highlight what are the things that someone else could do that I don't need to be the only one to do in the business. And then I set a plan for three months, six months from now, how am I gonna hand those things off to someone else? So I work with my chief of staff and we do this every three or six months. We go through this list and we hand things off to other people in the company so that what I focus on gets shorter and shorter. So I'm gonna give you a simple exercise that you can use with your teams. And this should be one of the biggest takeaways today. 
it's creating that responsibility matrix for yourself. So the way that you can do it is first just brainstorm. What are the things I do by different time periods? Every day, every week, every quarter, every year. Simple time periods, and it'll be easy for you to think through these things. We're going to do it in a second. Next, if you use email for your business, which is most of us, go through your last two weeks of sent mail. The reason it's your sent mail folder is this shows you the actual messages you interact with, the ones that you send, the ones that you reply to, the ones that you forward to someone else on your team. These are things that you are accountable for, responsible for. So look at your sent mail. After that is your calendar, going back through all of your appointments to see what you're committed to, and then your other applications. This could be Slack, project management, uh, task management, anywhere else that you operate. Sift through and look at the completed tasks over the last couple weeks or months, and it'll show you what you do. So I want to take 30 seconds right here because I know we don't have too much time, and I want to challenge you each 30 seconds, write down as many things as you do, uh, as many responsibilities as you can in the business. Ready, set, go. All right, and stop. So put in the chat, how many did you get? I wanna see who came up with the most. Just a number in the chat. How many things do you do? Three, 11, seven, 11, six, six, five, six, nine, six, 12. Okay, so most of us somewhere in that five to 10. Some of you got to 12. Amazing. So that was only 30 seconds. Now, if you follow that exercise and you write down all the things that you do in the business, I promise you, you'll have dozens and dozens of things in the business. And if you give that simple exercise to everyone in your team, every person that works for you and share a, a spreadsheet or do something very simple, then by the end of that activity, you will have hundreds and hundreds of captured responsibilities in your business. This is the most impactful thing you can do because if you can't collect all the responsibilities in one place, you can't decide which of those you want to document and create training for. So this is number one for all of you. After your orientation, basic orientation, the next thing to do is to capture all of those responsibilities. Who does what? Huge, uh, powerful activity for your business. All right, we're going to move quickly through these next couple. Um, after that is your policies. So when I say policies, what comes to mind? Any, any good, bad, what comes to mind for any of you? Not all at once. Okay, what comes to mind for me? Red tape, bureaucracy. I don't like policies. In fact, we have a, a policy at Trainual for no red tape. We don't like having a lot of policies, but they are important. I'll tell you a quick story. When I first started Trainual, our lead developer was our only engineer responsible for the entire product. One weekend, I'm at this resort here in Arizona, and I get a call from his wife, frantic, that he had been rushed into the ER, that he was coughing blood. 
And it was a very dangerous situation. He ended up spending 40 days in intensive care, had an induced coma, and it was a really scary thing for him and his family. But throughout that experience, his wife was asking me for the answers. What is our policy for medical coverage, for short-term disability? How long will his job be around? Things that may be different in New Zealand than the US, but nonetheless, there are questions that come up and they're unavoidable. And so thinking about policies in your business is really just thinking ahead. And like I said, I'll go through this quickly. You have legal policies that you have to abide by law. You have benefits that may uh, be different for different types of people in your business. And then you've got your cultural norms, the things that are okay to do and not do in your business, like a dress code or social media policies, things like that. So on your handout, we're not going to stop for this one, but on your handout that I pasted that link that Hayden shared the link, you'll see a bunch of different policies that you may want to consider for the business. So the homework I'd encourage you to do is just pick one, two, or three of those that you want to write down and clarify what is the answer, just like I needed to for my developer. Because the lesson here is that the storms will come, it's unavoidable in our business. And so we need to think through some of these things in advance. It's not red tape. It's answers for our team members. All right, the last one here that I'm gonna focus on is your processes. Thank you, Amy, for sharing that. So when you think about SOPs, processes, we're gonna go back to that huge list of responsibilities that you compiled for your business. When you do that activity and you get all of the who does what out into a written format, then you can start to decide which one of these things do I need to write down the how for. Here's where you'll start. Again, remember what has the widest impact in the business. And so the questions that I like to ask are what is done most often, what is done by the most number of people, and what are you going to hand off next in your business? Give you some quick examples, and then we'll wrap this up for questions. So done most often, when I told you my story, it was shipping videos all over the world. And our first couple hires were interns that could help with our fulfillment. They would package the DVDs, put the mailing labels on and ship them out all over the world. Now think about if they made a mistake on every one of those envelopes, how quickly that would become a massive problem for my business. So the things that are done most often are just the repetition of a certain task in your company. Next, done by the most people. This is just a retail example. If everyone uses the cash register, you should probably write down how to use the cash register as something because it applies to the most number of people. And then the final thing here is handing off hats in your business. So this was, again, part of the Montel Jordan and Damon John campaign that we did. But in every business, we wear a lot of hats. And part of growing your company is handing off those hats, those responsibilities, just like I did with the highlighted cells in my spreadsheet. So think about the hats you're handing off in your company. All right. The last thing that's documented in your downloads is the perfect SOP example. So I'm just going to go through this and show you what it looks like in full here. You can take a screenshot. Amy's going to pass out this sheet. I want to make sure we leave time for questions. But as you get into the how of how to do something in your business, Follow this simple format. Have a process name that's easy to find that describes what it is. Assign an owner in your company that's responsible for keeping it updated. The date it was last updated so that you can sort by the things that need to be revisited. The tools that someone needs to do this, hardware, software, passwords, real tools. The frequency that something is done in your business. Is it every day? 
Is it Fridays at 5 p.m.? The time estimate, should this take me five minutes, 10 minutes, three months? How long does it take to do this process? Context is why does it matter in your business? And then the steps, one through as many as you need, how do I actually do it? So that's just a simple format that you can follow for every SOP in your company. All right, full story here. So with my video production company, I mentioned selling the business. Three years before I sold it, the iPhone started shooting HD video. And I had a, a crossroads to think about. Did I want to build the next version of my company? Or was I personally tapped out and ready to do something different? So I decided I'd been running the business for 12 years and I was ready to move on. So for six months before I sold the company, I trained my director of operations to become my president and documented every last responsibility that I still had in the business to get me out of the company so I could sell it. So when you think about building your playbook, think of it as a blueprint for whatever you want, either to work fewer hours, to sell your company someday, to build the next version of it, to open more locations, whatever your motivation is, your playbook is the way to get there. So this is a, a, a couple links, the business playbook. You can download a bunch of free resources on how to do it, or you can look at all the free content at Trainual and learn more about what we do. I'll stop there. I know this was jam packed to try to fit everything in, but I'd love to answer any questions that you have. And please let's stay in touch through, uh, through Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, or wherever you'd like to connect. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. That was um, that was awesome. I know my operations team's on the score, and they're going to have a lot of work to do. Um, <laughs> I know it's not about plugging, but seriously, give Trainial a go. It's all on there. I know Chris hasn't sort of pushed that, but I uh, uh, I don't think it's super expensive. Just jump on and have a crack. So. Um, if you want to raise your hand or chuck questions in the um, chat, I'll ask you to, or just unmute and, and, and go for it, really. I'm sure there's heaps of questions. Um, hi, hi, Chris. Um, Dave here. Um, hey, Dave. I just quickly, we use Trainular. It's been really great for our business and the whole team. Oh, we, we were in the lockdowns. We got all our leadership team setting it all up, and it's really working well, so I highly recommend it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. If we were in person, I would give you a high five. <laughs> hey, Mike, I've got a question for Chris. Hey, Paul. Hey, Chris, um, I'm a, I'm a uh, Michael Gerber fan. I've seen him twice. I built my business on the E-Myth principles uh, when I was exposed to 1993, actually. So how did you come about finding the E-Myth? What was your story there? So... I had a friend, a, a friend of the family that uh, saw I was running my video business in high school. And when I first started the business, I was on the camera. I was the technician, as Michael describes it. And so I had a friend that gave me a copy of the E-Myth. It was the first business book I ever read. And so I, I kept that book through college and kept reading it over and over until I was off the camera, out of editing, out of the fulfillment manager, you know, trying to become more of the entrepreneur, the visionary. And so I got to see Michael speak a couple of times through EO. And then when we started Trainual, uh, I had one of his consultants saw what we were doing, said, Michael would love this, set us up for a call. So I've gotten to spend a lot of time with him and his wife. Um, he wrote the forward to my book. I don't know if you can see it there, but the, the introduction to my book, and he's been an advisor for us at Trainual. So uh, definitely a uh, motivational piece of our story. 
Thank you. How, how do you um, go through these uh, challenges of um, having some uh, lots of uh, specifically thinking about the processes, all those processes that are well documented at one point of time, and then time go through and the processes are not always up to date or people are not following them and you build this fantastic uh, uh, library, but uh, uh, it's eroding over time? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two answers. The first is if you make sure every process has an owner, then it becomes part of their responsibility to revisit and update those processes on a monthly or quarterly basis. So that's just something we have baked into our responsibilities here for people managers. And then separately, when uh, every time we bring on a new cohort of employees, our people operations team is revisiting what they're being assigned and red flagging anything that looks like it could be out of date. And so there's sort of two, two ways we're doing that as we're hiring and then just on a systematic cadence. I had a question, Chris. We've kind of gone through it a little bit. But say you don't have many systems and you're rolling out training or you're putting the... I think, did Mike cut out? Sorry, are you there, Mike? Oh, sorry. Do you, do you mind asking again? Yeah, sorry, I'll try again. Um, I was just saying about rolling it out to the staff, really. Um, say you didn't have too many systems and you, and you took on Trainual and you were like, right, here we go, this is what we're going to do. Do you have any advice on how to roll it out to, to staff, to the team? Yes. So first, explain why you're rolling it out. Because if you go straight to, hey, everyone, we're going to... Uh, capture everything that you all do, then in the back of their heads, they may think major layoffs, you know, some, something's happening, they're selling the business. And so the first thing is to explain why that this is an initiative. Are you trying to hire 10 more people? Are you opening a second location? Do you have some revenue goal? Why is this important to the business? So explain that first. And then you want to divide and conquer and explain what each person's role in this will be. So are some people helping you build it? Are some people just being assigned the material? Tell everyone all at the same time, but if they know why you're doing it, what their role is, and the timeline of what to expect from you, uh, then it should go really smoothly. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot for your time. I um, just wanted to see how you'd compare um, Tiago Forte's program, uh, Building a Second Brain. Um, I understand that to be more of a personal knowledge management tool and yours is more organizationally focused, but I'm wondering what the crossover is for, say, a CEO that wants to document um, his life, inner, his inner workings or her inner workings um, for assistance and um, for other members of the team to be able to access what's uniquely theirs. Yeah, so I, I'm not entirely familiar with that program, but I know some others that are more about knowledge uh, capturing and uh, just information management of how you process all of the inputs coming into your life. Is it similar to like David Allen's getting things done? Yeah, he definitely takes a lot from, from David Allen's work. Yeah. So I, I think the way that uh, Trainual approaches it and that the book approaches it, uh, like, like you mentioned, is very organization wide. It's about building a playbook for the company that you could hand off as an entity to a, a different 
buyer of the business or, or to just run your whole business. Whereas I think some of the personal management uh, programs are more about just uh, your own time and information management and how you stay sane as a person. And so I think there's, there's some overlap. Uh, I would probably start at the individual level and then use a system like ours or a framework like ours to pull all of your individuals together into one place. Yeah, I guess. And then finally, not to take too much airtime, but as somebody that's likely outsourced a lot of their own functions to their team, have you done this for yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. So part of that, uh, the spreadsheet I showed was taking inventory of everything that's still on my plate so that every quarter I have a list of things that I need to go document. And so whether it's granting stock options or preparing board reports or filings with the state of Arizona, the things that were still on my plate, every quarter I'm peeling those back, documenting them, doing a screen recording, handing them off to our new director of finance or whatever the new people on the team is. So I I continue to do this for sure. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. Yeah. Chris, does that mean there's an IPO coming up? (laughs) Not in the very near future, but uh, you never know. All right. Any last questions? Okay. Well, thank you so much again. And I really appreciate connecting with you. Like I said, I wish I was there in person, but uh, if there's anything I can do to help resources, uh, anything like that, please feel free to email me, connect on LinkedIn or Instagram is where I hang out and I'd love to to connect with you all. Hey, Chris, just one very quick final question. Um, Thinking about my role, it feels like most of my role is relationship-based how do you go about documenting kind of the relationship-based part of the CEO's role? So there are some parts of a relationship that are systematic, like the cadence of when you're meeting with people, the places that you like to have meetings, the ways to set up those meetings, uh, or what you like to get out of those relationships. But in terms of the person-to-person skill of just being charismatic or or uh, deepening relationships, that's kind of content that is not unique to your business. That's that's something that you could uh, purchase a course or go to a conference or or learn more for personal skill building. And so when I say to build a business playbook, it's not to create your own course about everything in the world. It's to create a a training about what's unique to your business and then supplement with external resources if you want, you know, really great sales training or really great creative training or, or the things that you don't necessarily need to teach. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.